0: Jones is an international speaker and author, wife to paramedic Ray and mom of three beautiful daughters, Heather, Eden, and Leia. Beth also helps aspiring speakers and writers to share their unique message. Beth encourages women to use their gifts for God, fulfilling their purpose and living a life they love. Need a dynamic speaker for your women's conference, retreat, or online event? Contact her at
1: bethjones.net.
0: Welcome to my podcast. This is Beth Jones at BethJones.net and I'm so glad to have you here today. I am very excited about my guest today, Pastor Barbara Miller. Welcome, Barbara. Yes, uh, it's wonderful
1: to be here, Beth.
0: Barbara, can you please share a little bit about yourself, where you live and what you do?
1: Well, I live in Cairns, Australia and I know it's a long way away from where you are, but I'm a wife, a mother, and I've been a pastor for 26 years now, and my husband and I have an international ministry called the Centre for International Reconciliation and Peace, and for about seven years we were heading up Australia and the Bethany Gate, which is part of Asia-Pacific, for the Jerusalem House of Prayer for All Nations. I'm a former psychologist and a sociologist and teacher as well as a best-selling author of 12 books.
0: I was so excited to have you on my show. You're not only my first Australian guest, but you also have all of these impressive things that you've done with Israel and Australia, just the House of Prayer there and the decrees that you've been making over nations. Can you please share with the listeners today what your website is or where they can connect with you online?
1: Yes, uh, thank you, Beth. Uh, They can connect with me on my ministry website, which is www.reconciliationandpeace.org, and my book website, barbara-miller-books.com.
0: Great. Now, I met you, Barbara, through my writing coach, Shelly Hitz, on her Kingdom Writers Conference that was recently, where I was one of the alumni panelist speakers. And Shelly encouraged us, the authors, to do collaborations to sell more books. And you and I connected for me to interview you as a guest on this podcast. A lot of readers want to know why an author writes his or her book. So what led or prompted you to write this one on prayer and decrees? And I read the book, and it is not for babies. It is not for the faint of heart. It is deep teaching. But what prompted
1: you to begin writing this specific book? Okay, so basically, my husband and I and our ministry have been hosting what we call some 24-7 conferences through our nation for 10 years or so. In capital cities mainly, but in two thousand and seven, we were doing a back to back with uh, Melbourne, capital of Victoria, and a country town in Victoria called Bendigo, and the Lord sent us there because it had the largest Buddhist stupa in the southern hemisphere. And at that conference, he said to me, "Don't do spiritual warfare. I want you to write a decree." And So he gave me a decree and I declared it and uh, it was met with great uh, excitement. And then we went on to Melbourne and did a conference there, different speakers, different themes, but back to back. And I just felt that I needed to release the decree again. well, amazingly, the next day, The Premier of Victoria and the Deputy Premier both resigned together very unexpectedly. And I kept getting all these phone calls saying it was the decree that did it. And I won't go more into this story. There's more there. But basically, since then, I have been writing a lot of decrees and doing a lot of teaching on decrees. And I've had people saying, "Write a book, please! Write a book on decrees." I hope to uh, follow this up with a book on doing decrees personally. But because our ministry has been very focused on uh, changing nations, then basically this one is a uh, focus on decrees for nations and for your local community.
0: Yes, I would love if you do a follow up for personal, such so as for families. I did want to touch on that today I know that you had a lot of specific scriptures in the book but is there one in particular that goes along with this book on the nations
1: yes well look of, of course we've got scripture in, in uh, job and uh, that's 22 28 and that talks about decree a thing and it shall be established and that's an important one but the one I focus most on is Esther 88 8, and I actually have that at the bottom of every decree I write. It's something that I felt the Lord's put on my heart to do. So that I'll actually read that scripture out to you. I think it's important to do that. And I do have it here somewhere. So now write another decree in the king's name, in behalf of the Jews, as seems best to you, and seal it with the king's signet ring no document written in the king's name and sealed with his ring can be revoked and so just quickly the story there and i'm sure you'd be familiar with it was that the uh, the king had been tricked by Haman to write a decree that would virtually have the jews worldwide wiped out his kingdom was so vast uh, on a certain day and when queen esther revealed the plot, the uh, king said. But you know, my decrees can't—I I can't undo them. And he said, however, write another decree in the king's name, and that will reverse the effect of the other decree. And so, I—and and so, Jews worldwide were saved from a possible Holocaust. So it's a really important one. And I believe the enemy of our souls, calling the devil, Satan, whatever you like, he's made decrees against us as Christians. And we know there are evil rulers that have made decrees against their communities as well. I've got a lot about that in my book too. But this, I believe, is an absolute key scripture, Esther 8.8, 8, that encourages us that we can write decrees from God's heart, of course, and, and lining up with scripture, that would reverse the effect of the enemy's decrees against us, possibly life-changing, possibly nation-changing and community-changing. So, And then I sign off with, you know, sealed in the name of, of, of King Jesus, Yeshua HaMashiach, so at the end, and Esther 8.8. 8. When, when something is sealed, that's being the Holy Spirit's approval on it as well. So that's why we need to be prayed when we do these things. We don't take them lightly.
0: Yes, I totally agree. I love the book of Esther. I love her story. And that is such a powerful scripture. And I wanted to know, when I, I was reading your book, I was thinking about it. Can people, I think I know the answer to this but for the listening audience, can people pray effectively for Florida or other states or nations where they don't even live? We just had a terrible hurricane here, Ian. Can we pray for those states and places even if we don't live there?
1: Oh, absolutely. And I have been praying for Florida every night since the cyclone there. And, you know, one scripture that really comes to mind is uh, when when Jesus calmed the storm, he rebuked the waves, and and the wind. And look, we had you know we're a city, Cairns here. We're a cyclone prone city as well. And a number of years ago, we had a cyclone coming toward us, and we felt my husband and I to rebuke that cyclone, and we did, and it went back out to sea with very little damage. I know that's no comfort. Florida at the moment because the damage has been done. But we really need to seek the Lord how we pray and ask him, Lord, do you want us to be rebuking this, you know, decreeing against it? And, you know, we can do things like that as Christians. You know, we we have the same power and authority of Jesus. He left that um, to us when he went back to the Father and uh, through the Holy Spirit. So we need to be exercising that. But at the moment, for Florida, of course, we need to be praying as I am that people would turn to the Lord, that they would get the help that they need to rebuild their lives and communities, and uh, comfort for those who've lost loved ones and and lost all their belongings.
0: Yes, absolutely. And I loved your heart that I felt through this book, that you really try to seek the Lord, on what decrees to make. As you said a while ago, this is not something to take lightly. First of all, you need to be a believer in Jesus Christ if you're going to make decrees. But also you were saying, check Him with the Father. Ask him what his desire is for the people, for the nations, for the places. And then write what he says and then decree it. Because we don't want to be out of alignment
1: with God. We want to make sure it's his will. Oh look, that is just absolutely critical, critically important. Because the thing is, you know, there's power in the tongue. There's the power the Bible tells us, life and death is in the tongue, and uh, we want to be speaking life. We don't want to be speaking at cross purposes to God's will or His word. That is very important because there's a lot of power in in the tongue, and that's why the praise is so important.
0: Yes, and I. I'm always so amazed to hear Christian believers speaking curses or death out of their mouth. <laughs> it just amazes me. People don't understand that verse about the power of life and death is in the tongue. Why is yes, pray-
1: <laughs> because unfortunately we can get into witchcraft um, prayers as well, and that's certainly not the way we need to be going. Right.
0: That is prevalent even in the church, and we need to be alert to that. So yes. why is prayer so important in the lives of believers?
1: Prayer is important because it's, it's our major communication channel to God, as well as worship, of course, and reading scriptures, meditating on scripture. So prayer is major in terms of tuning in to God's, God's heart and mind. And uh, also, he, he answers prayer. Prayer is powerful. I love the quote by Walter Wink that history belongs to the intercessors. It truly does. Mm -hmm. And one of the reasons I've uh, written the book on decrees is just so that people can pick up this awesome tool because prayers of uh, petition to God are are very important. He loves those prayers. But prayers of um, decrees are different. It means instead of praying from the ground up, where we know Ephesians two six tells us we are seated in heavenly places with God. Jesus, we can pray from heavenly places. We can pray with power and authority, and that's what we need to be doing. It can change situations. It can change nations. It can break down barriers. It can open doors. It's powerful.
0: Now, I had sent you a list of questions to ask you for this interview, but I did not put this one on there, and I'm just thinking of it. What would you say for families with prodigals? I know a lot of Christian families that have prodigals
1: in their families. Yes. Well, what I'd be doing, I would actually be using the parable about um, the prodigal um, son coming back to the father. And just framing some degrees actually around that. That would be quite powerful, I think. And, you know, it, it is God's heart that all will be saved. I think it's important that families don't give up on on loved ones who haven't come into the kingdom as yet. As I know families where they've been praying for 20 years and then seen all of their family come in, You know, it
0: can happen. We should not give up. That is an encouragement more because it's so hard when you pray for years and years and you're not seeing, of course, we know our faith is not, we're not basing it on what we see. But some people have been praying for years and have not seen the results yet. But that's such an encouragement. Do not give up
1: praying. Do Do not give up. Because I know someone who prayed for 20 years. And then suddenly they all came in, one after the other.
0: It's powerful. So Mm -hmm. what would you
1: say to the person
0: who doesn't really believe that warfare or even the devil, Satan, do not exist? I have a friend who recently told me that her husband is a believer, and he has started doubting that Satan even exists, even though Jesus talked about the enemy in the Bible and warned his disciples. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Well, you know, when we have a look at the Bible, we can see right from the Garden of Eden. We can see where the enemy of our souls tempted Eve right back then, and right through Scripture we see the work of the of the enemy, Satan, Devil, whatever you want to call him, even to the even to Revelation, and uh, we see when he's finally disposed of. So, one of my favorite scriptures is actually Colossians 2 15 and uh, I'll just read that and having disarmed the powers and authorities he made a public spectacle of them triumphing over them by the cross so what Jesus did through his death and resurrection paying the price for our sins so we could be reconnected to the father to be saved he made he went down to hell you know in and uh, before he was resurrected and he made a public spectacle of the enemy and kings in the past when there were wars the the victory party would parade through the city with those who had been captured and this is basically what Jesus did when he went to hell had this victory parade and disarmed not only the devil, but all of those who served him as well, evil angels. So, you know, we should be very confident that the enemy is under our feet like he is under Jesus' feet. And really all we've got until he returns is we're just doing a mopping up job.
0: Mm, That's a good word. Some people might feel afraid to make these decrees even though they're a believer but we don't need to be afraid he is a nerfie, and again that was colossians
1: two fifteen. yes it's an awesome awesome scripture. It
0: really is yeah great and another thing that drew me to you when i was reading this book is i saw your heart for israel and i love israel i love the jewish people and years ago my husband and i got to go to israel I prayed for years to go over there, and I cried going into Jerusalem, and I cried coming out. (laughs) It is just so beautiful, and the people are just so beautiful. They're God's chosen people. So that really drew me to you when you were talking about Israel and how you've also um, been involved with work for Israel, even there in Australia.
1: Yes, we praise the Lord for that. And, you know, today has just been such a very special day on the biblical calendar of Yom Kippur. So mm-hmm. many Jews see this as the most sacred day of, of the whole year. So it's very special and so it's lovely to be speaking to you. Although, of course, it's for me, it's after sundown. For you, it's early morning.
0: Yes, and my husband and I, years ago when I first met him, he was doing the Passover from the point of view from a Christian believer. He was reading the Bible one day, and he saw in the Bible that God told his people to do the Passover every year. So my husband and I actually celebrate the Jewish feast, but we do it from the perspective of being believers. And it's so interesting because Jesus is in all the feasts. It's just that the Jews do not see that yet, but he's so evident there. And they are beautiful things that you you can ever participate in those. They're just, they're so rich with symbolism, and they just point to Jesus, especially the Passover.
1: Yes, absolutely. So I've been um, celebrating the the biblical feasts now, some people call them Jewish feasts, for about 25 years. <laughs> and look, if anyone is interested in my messages, obviously from a Christian viewpoint of Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, which we've just celebrated and Sukkot are coming up, just go to our website, reconciliationandpeace.org, because our newsletters are on there. It will have videos of my messages there.
0: Oh, awesome! I'll be sure to check those out. And do you have any last tip or encouraging words for our listening audience?
1: You know, God's love for us is just so huge. You know, and and he's he's a God of second chances. And look, we we really need to just be pressing into Him more and more, and and just excited about what god is doing i know there are a lot of things happening in the world that are difficult that are that are painful and uh, we we know that there's good and evil struggle there but you know god prevails and as christians we prevail and uh, we have an awesome father god we have an awesome future in in front of us as as ones that are inheriting the kingdom of God, and all the blessings. We are so privileged, and we don't even have to earn it. Just because we love God and, and give our heart to him, then, you know, we are children of the kingdom and uh, inheritors along with of, of Jesus of the wonderful kingdom. I mean, praise the Lord. What could be better than that?
0: Amen. Yes, he is such a good God. He is so loving and forgiving and merciful. and. I just I'm in awe of them. Well, Barbara, would you encourage people today that if they want to make these decrees, they can get your book. It is available at Amazon. Correct? Is it available anywhere else? Your website, or is it on Amazon? Uh,
1: well, because your listeners mostly in the US, the best thing is to go straight to Amazon because you'll get the ebook and the paperback. Uh, for Australians, of course, you can order the uh, paperback directly from my website, uh, actually the church website rather than my book website, just go to Amazon and in that you'll have some links where people if they want to, they can contact me for a a guide in, in terms of personal degrees I've got a guide in there, also if people want one on one time with me to help them to uh, write a decree about a situation that's a very difficult one and they need help to write the decree, I'm I'm very happy to do that as well.
0: Well, Thank you so much. That's so generous of you. That would be wonderful. I'm thinking especially for people with family members or friends that they're concerned about, you can get those decrees from Barbara. Again, it is called Decrees and Dangerous Prayers, Seven Steps on How to Change Your Nation community thank you so much for being my guest I've really enjoyed hearing from you I would love to have you on again to connect with you further and hear more from you
1: oh it's a pleasure Beth and it's so wonderful to connect with you and find out we have so much in common and to connect with your viewers so God bless you and thank you so much
0: Thank you, and y'all have a blessed and beautiful day. This is Beth Jones at BethJones.net, and you can also find my Amazon author page at Amazon.com, author forward slash Beth and Jones. Be blessed, and I will talk to you later. Bye-bye.